a little bit of a NFL roundup as the NFL season comes hurtling toward us. We'll tell you who's in, give you an update on all the players, and we'll tell you who maybe should be uh, in the future. It's on Locked On Syracuse, and it's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bam. Matt Bonaparte. Oh, that's the Brad Klein one. That was brutal. Um, Matt Bonaparte. Owen Valentine with you here on Lockdown Syracuse. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah. Also, before I forget, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Terms and conditions apply. Um, Owen and I today are going through each of Syracuse, uh, Syracuse's alumni that happen to be in the NFL, see where they're at, what teams they're on, what roles they're in coming into this season, because the NFL season is getting pretty close, folks. And I don't know if it's maybe, Owen, you can tell me this because this is your second year, uh, away from Syracuse. I am so excited for football season this year, probably more excited than I've ever been for both college football and the NFL season to begin. I don't know if it's because I don't have to worry about cramming papers on Sundays anymore or what, but I am absolutely amped. So I'm pumped. You know, last year, it's kind of funny. You take away, you know, all of the game day responsibilities and it's not like we're doing nothing while watching games, but it's really, really cool to sit back and actually just be able to relax and enjoy. Uh, and obviously yeah. with Syracuse football, it's a little bit more in depth. We're still going through numbers and, you know, tweeting and all of that ordeal. But when you, you know, have your first sort of Sunday uh, where it's not necessarily as drastic of the college Sunday scaries and you're just sitting back, relaxing, you've got maybe some chili going, you're sitting down with a couple of buddies watching NFL, watching red zone, whatever it may be, your favorite team, whoever, it's a different experience. It's nice to just yeah, sit back, I'm, enjoy. I'm, Maybe you're knocking a few things off, but just to sit and watch as a viewer objectively and, you know, hang out, it is uh it's a brand new experience. Yeah, I'm I couldn't be more excited. Um Syracuse has put a couple of players in the NFL recently, uh, which is exciting for the fan base, but probably more exciting for the players. Syracuse's football program struggled in the late 2010s, early or in the late 2000s, early 2010s, um, late 2010s, too, if you take out 2018. But it went through a period where I don't think a lot of people would expect a whole lot of NFL talent. Uh, but regardless, in a season where they go one and ten, they put three guys in the NFL uh, and before that put a couple guys. So there's a lot to talk about here. We've got a list. How about we just pick and choose? Uh, let's start with the most pressing news and the saddest news of all, uh, which is that Trill Williams tore his ACL. 
he's out for the season. And I actually couldn't be more devastated about it. a little inside baseball for you. I didn't know that until this morning. And Owen told me and I was I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I I actually I love Trill. I love watching him play. So the fact that another season goes by where he's injured is it's devastating, dude. I mean, that guy, I, I would argue that when he was on Syracuse football, he was the most athletic player on the team. Like he the man was just a super athlete. And you saw that in plays like uh, the flip six or the Wake Forest game end of 2019 where he had the rip six. That guy was just a total athlete. He could do it all from from anywhere on the field. Um, and it's going to be just brutal for to watch him have to sit back for another season uh, on the sidelines because of an injury. And, and last year we know um, he didn't get drafted. Everyone thought he was going to be a second or third round pick. He tanks in the draft, obviously, because nobody really realized, uh, or at least every NFL team except uh, I guess the Dolphins realized, uh, he had uh, an ankle problem and now the ACL. So poor Trill. I, I, we both wish him a lot of luck in his recovery, and I want to see him back next year. Yeah, I I felt bad when I when I told you this morning. I thought you had known. I thought you were aware. Uh, and I, I got so to sad. watch you know Bones go through the coping process in a, in a very like, abbreviated manner. No, sad. but he's back. We're back, right? We've recovered a little bit. We got to talk about it. Uh, it. It stinks to see because of you know the potential that Trill sort of had this year. You know, you think back. I always remember the uh, you know. You talk about the big plays. He he was a big play guy, and he had a lot of memorable plays in orange. And, you know, when you sort of look at what the Dolphins were expecting out of him this season, it, it seemed like he was going to be a big contributor. Uh, and I was reading a little bit with uh, with Mike McDaniel saying that, uh, you know, he's been making big plays, and he has been sort of a guy so far preseason that has really started to stand out, and you see him start to grow and sort of fill into that NFL back role. Uh, and it's, it stinks to see because of what we, we know he can do after watching him, uh, in orange. And and so to see sort of that opportunity come and be right there and he gets in and, you know, preseason week one and season ending injury with the ACL, it's, it's one of the toughest things. It's what you got to deal with in sports sometimes. Uh, and unfortunately it does happen to Trill, uh, and we're going to have to push off sort of seeing him do what maybe the national stage. Uh, is not so aware of him being able to do uh, for another year or so. Yeah. Uh, so the troll news is not the one you want to hear, uh, but the one you have to hear, which is always tough. Um, I want to go to now a guy who has been in the league, I think probably longest of active Syracuse players. Yes. Um, that's Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is, I mean, the dude is fantastic, and I don't think you needed me to tell you that. Uh, This year, a Las Vegas Raider for the first time in his career after spending six years in Arizona, four years in New England. Prior to that, he's a Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. He made the Hall of Fame All-2010s team. He is fantastic, and I think he's without a doubt, unless I'm like really forgetting somebody, which the comments and Twitter will get on for me, or uh, get on me for, excuse me, um, I think he's the best defensive player Syracuse has. I mean, maybe Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney's like the other one that is fantastic. But outside of those two guys, like it's them. 
Yeah. And, and I think we can say that, you know, when we look at active Syracuse players in the NFL, this is the guy that you have seen the most, the guy that's done the most. I am a Seattle Seahawks fan and Chandler Jones once leaving Syracuse has, has wrecked me. Um, <laughs> when you look at, you know, he's on the Patriots when that infamous Super Bowl happened against Seattle, uh, he spent the last six years in Arizona. Um, you could also say he spent the last six years in Seattle's backfield uh, because that was the same thing. This is a guy that just was a constant presence in, you know, offense's minds. He was nonstop. He was always there. Uh, and it just sort of goes with, you know, he develops, he gets that experience and he became, you know, one of those veteran defensive guys that you don't want to see lining up against you just because of how consistently he was able to break through defenses and, and be that presence. Uh, interesting to see how this year goes for him uh, with the Raiders. Uh, it could be a good year for him, I think. I don't think he's quite hit the full drop-off yet, although he's approaching a little bit later in his career. So that's something to keep an eye on is, you know, how how yeah. high can his ceiling continue to be after you know I being mean, so good for so long. Uh, and last year, happens though, he in was the still fantastic. Yeah. Like he was still so good last year, had the second tied for the second most QB hits in his career last year with 26. He still had 12 tackles for loss. He had 10 and a half sacks. He was ridiculous. Yeah. And this might be a weird comp, but if for baseball fans out there, I feel like he's had a similar career to Paul Goldschmidt in that he has been fantastic the entire time, but he hasn't really gotten the uh, he hasn't gotten the praise that other stars in the league have gotten. Like he's been fantastic. His 2017, he led uh, the league in sacks and tackles for loss, and he comes third in defensive player of the year voting. Like, sure, there were guys better than him, and maybe he shouldn't have won the award, but he deserves a lot of praise. I mean, this guy year in year out is one of the scariest guys on every single front seven in the league. He is fantastic. Uh, and I think he is getting up there in age. What is he? 32. This is age 32 year. Uh, so you're, you're right, Owen. Like this is kind of the year where you have to say like, all right, is he going to fall off and kind of just career fizzle out on the Raiders? Or is he going to rejuvenate his career and just be that much better uh, after changing to a new team? Because sometimes a change of scenery is all you need. Um, but a pro bowler last year, somehow the only, only the fourth time in his career, but that's like a really fooey award anyway. Um, accolade i think he's gonna be fantastic right i mean you you look at him and and you were just talking you know he's 32 you look you know he only plays five games in 2020 does he come back how's he come back this might be the start of the decline comes back 10 and a half sacks last year uh stays as dominant as he was maybe a little bit different uh, but still just that dominant presence so maybe you thought last year was that year where he declines. I, I'm not going to say he is Brady, but in terms of the Tom Brady, I feel like the last five years, six years, everyone thought this is the year. This is the cliff. This is the cliff. This is yeah, the cliff. Yeah, similar kind of thing. Yeah. Right? You, there's, totally. You know, maybe this is that year he declines. This is where he bit. starts to, to enter the trials, though. Like, yeah. it is like every single year is that year for him now where it's like, okay, like everybody now is expecting me to get worse. What do I do? Kind of I, thing. And then if you see better, him, yeah, I see him not much, not as much as a cliff though. He strikes me as just a casual decline. Yeah. Like he's not just going to completely drop it. out whole phase. 
he'll continue to be effective in ways, though. I mean, when you're a guy who has a hundred over a hundred sacks in his career by the age of 31, I mean, you're going to be effective for a long time. So Chandler Jones, obviously, in that category. All right, let me give you an ad. Uh, we're talking LinkedIn jobs today, people. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small businesses fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million people, job seekers, visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Uh, we continue our train of remembering some guys, as PJ Clark would say. Um, okay. Let's go over to a couple of other young bucks. Um, I want to talk Josh Black. Josh Black, who's in New Orleans. Um, not a guy. Let me just say this, by the way. I like Josh Black. I think he's a really cool guy. Uh, huge athlete. I mean, he's a great yeah. athlete. So athletic. I mean, you see the videos of him doing the flips and the jumps off of the walls and stuff. He's like, the Rock's guy. prodigy. Yes, I'm about to say. The Rock loves him. Um, he is really cool. And I, I like Josh Black. He's always You can always get a reply out of him on Twitter. Um, he's always wants to hear what everybody has to say. I like Josh Black. I will say I am shocked that Josh Black is in the NFL and Cody Roscoe is not like that seriously bugs me. Like not because I don't want Josh Black to be there, but if Josh Black is there, Cody Roscoe should be there too. I just, I, I find it crazy. It's crazy to me. Matt, Matt. What man? Is the argument that you're making should either of them be there? I I actually think well okay so they Black, both? I think that well I mean I think Cody Roscoe definitely deserves it I mean after the year he had last year I mean at least a shot you just never saw him get a shot last year he had twelve and a half tackles for loss and eight and a half sacks and a forced fumble I mean he was everywhere last year he was in the backfield every play it seemed last year um, yeah, he doesn't what? get a chance we're early preseason. You know, get them on a roster, give them a shot, see what they can do. I'll give you that. I don't know if they're, you know, that I'm not caliber, saying he's going to turn into I'll, John I'll Randall. There. I'm just saying he deserves a shot. And we're yeah. talking about a guy in Josh Black who was never that good. Like, I mean, just like plain and simple in his senior season, or excuse me, his second senior season, because um, he's a fifth-year guy. He had six tackles for loss, a half a sack, and 35 tackles. I mean, those numbers are not exhilarating. Those numbers do not do not jump off the page. And you're like, wow, no, you, that doesn't happen. And you were never confident that the play, that run was going to be stopped or that the quarterback was going to get hit if Josh Black was the best player on, on the defensive line. I, again, I like Josh Black. I think he could add something to an NFL roster purely because he's a great athlete. But 
his numbers, and again, I'm not an NFL scout. They probably see things in him that I don't. But his numbers suggest that if he's getting his spot, someone take a prayer on Cody Roscoe and say, why not? The worst defensive line in the league should just say, why not add this kid from McNeese State in Syracuse? Makes me upset. All right. I'll give you that. Give him a shot. I'll, I'll side with you me. there. I'm going to bring up the team with the most Syracuse players right now in Arizona. Okay. Uh, Nolan Cooney, Coda Martin, Justin Pugh, all three active on the roster at this point. Um, Justin Pugh, obviously with the most, you know, clearly defined role, uh, you know, seems like he'll be the first string guard. He's been, you know, pretty consistent presence, uh, does his job very well, but Coda Martin on that roster. And then Nolan Cooney right now, um, from what I'm seeing, says second string at the moment. So I don't know what that means I for a couple of weeks from now as rosters narrow down, but at oh, the moment, Cooney, sorry. Yes. Nolan Cooney, uh, as, as rosters thin down, that might be something to keep an eye on. I don't know, you know, the entire Cardinals, you know, punting, kicking special teams situation at the moment. So he might stay depending on what things look like, but at the moment seems like he'd be fighting for, uh, for some spots. Then Coda Martin, also on the team, nothing crazy for many of those three. Uh, Justin Pugh obviously has just been, you know, I think him and Freeney, right, or and Chandler Jones. Jones is what one year older than him, I think, or one year earlier than him to the league. But those are definitely, yeah. you know, Syracuse's two long-term active presences at the moment. So we'll see what happens from Arizona. They're going through some stuff at the moment. Uh, we'll see how they end up going this season, but. Something to keep an eye on, at least with you know three Syracuse guys on that roster at this point in time. Got to be cool for Coda Martin, right? Uh, running into a guy. I mean, that team, your offensive line is probably led by Justin Pugh. I mean, yeah. he's probably the, the the leader of that offensive line. Every young guy is going to ask him for tips and tricks. Um, and for Coda, who's obviously a Syracuse guy as well, that's got to be cool. Um, they both had... Interesting time at Syracuse. Pew under the Doug Marone era. Uh, Coda Martin in Syracuse for the one good Dino year. Married his daughter. Stayed in his basement the whole bit. Um, I saw him at a gas station once, and I was like, that guy's massive. Um, so I like Coda Martin. I, I hope he's very successful because I thought he was so good at Syracuse. Um, all right. I want to, I, there's like five, there's four guys I still want to get to. So uh, maybe five. I want to start with Ify Melifonwu in Detroit. I don't know if you've been watching Hard Knocks on HBO Max. It's first of all, fantastic. Second of all, like one, like one of the first shots in it just like focuses in on Ify. And I was like, that's my boy. Um, I I am pulling for Ify Melifonwu so hard. I am a Packers fan, so... It's a little bit of a conflict of interests, but I want him to play well. I mean, I love Ify Melifonwu. He was he was really good at Syracuse, uh, and in a time where Trill and Cisco were both hurt, and he kind of was forced into that number one role, and everybody was kind of like, I don't know how he's going to play against Clemson. I don't know how he's going to play against all these different teams. And he just stepped up to bat every single time uh, and was a really darn good player. I love that guy, and I hope that he has a really long career currently listed uh, on the Giants, or excuse me, the Lions depth chart as the second free safety. Uh, young guy, makes sense. Hopefully in a couple of years gets his shot, but I have the feeling he's going to be in the league for a little while. 
like a pretty long time because I think he's a really, really good player and he's got the body for it. He's really long. That's all you heard about at Syracuse is about how long his body is. So I got faith in Iffy. Yeah. You know, he, he played in about half the games last year, a little bit with Detroit. Uh, I, I hope this year he, he makes a little bit more of a jump. You're going to start to see him uh, making some more significant snaps more frequently. Uh, but I, I missed last week's hard knocks. It was a chaotic week for me. So I got to catch up. But I, I did see a uh, little rendition of Billy Jean. So that was oh, that, that was, was pretty cool. That sold me. It's so good. You got to watch it. It's fantastic. I got to get in. Uh, I missed Dan last Campbell's week's awesome. episode. So I'll catch up and uh, I'll definitely be eyeing that. The close-up shot of Iffy to start things off. So that'll be my uh, my my send-off for my, my start-up for Hard Knocks uh, in 2022. I, I think he's going to have a good jump this year, as you were saying. Like, this is a guy that, that really does have the makeup to be a long-term presence in the NFL. And when you sort of looked through, you know, his coming into the NFL and, and that whole class, it was a, a, an unreal defensive backs class. And, uh, you know, the onslaught of DBU with Syracuse. And I think that class, you know, to sort of bring them in as a whole uh, has done a ton for Syracuse recruiting defensively or can continue to do a lot to help Syracuse recruiting defensively. So, Whatever they do in the NFL, I'll continue to give them their props for you know helping the Syracuse defense out uh, in terms of being able to bring guys in. This is, I'm going to say this is going to be a coming out year for him. I think he's going to have a very good so. year. Uh, I, I'm very excited to see what he can end up pulling off in Detroit this year. And as you're saying, with hard knocks, uh, we'll get a little bit more of a lens. You know, maybe not to him specifically as he's not in as tight of those situations that are going to be followed, but, you know, get a little bit more info and see him a little bit more frequently in terms of a little televised action preseason. And from one D back to another, this guy getting a little bit more of a shot is the first string free safety. Andre Cisco over in Jacksonville. Uh, This guy, let me just remind Dino Babers that he played for you. Um, I don't know if you saw that clip where he totally forgets his name. Um, I'm just kidding, Dino. He started three games last year out of 17. Uh, He defended a couple passes. He forced two fumbles, and he made 26 tackles. So he kind of made his mark a little bit. This is a guy who I really think is going to make his mark in the NFL, uh, and it's going to last a long time. I think Cisco is a really, really good player. Um, And in Jacksonville, your team's not very good, so you have a chance to play, uh, which is kind of like the flip side of that coin. And you have a chance to kind of make your mark on the era of uh, Jacksonville football. But I, I really, I have a lot of faith in Cisco just because ever since he showed up um, at Syracuse, like even when he was such a young guy, a freshman, I, for, I, I felt like he was just a leader the whole time. I always, like he was one of those guys where he's on the field, like I know a lot of Syracuse fans aren't Yankees fans, but it was similar to Jeter for me. In the sense that, like, I knew that guy was going to do the right thing. And, like, Cisco is like, I, I didn't have to worry about Cisco. I'm not calling him. I'm not equating him to Derek Jeter. But I'm just saying, I knew he was going to make the right play. And I wouldn't worry. I have to worry about a stupid penalty or him missing his coverage or him not doing his job. Cisco's out there to work and win football games. Uh, and that was always the kind of thing I admired from him. So, uh, I like Cisco. But, I mean, let's not forget that 2018 year, seven interceptions, and he follows it up with five in 2019. He was just a turnover guy, right place, right time, right? I like to, you know, I joked when he was 
at Syracuse that he got the luckiest interceptions, but he still was there, right? There's something to be said about being there. Uh, and I think he just, he had a good feel and continues to have a good feel for the game as a whole, for his role, for his position. Uh, and, and I think this is another guy that you said it three starts last year appeared in all 17 games with Jacksonville. I think that number is going to possibly be a 17 game starter barring anything happening. Uh, I think he's probably in that role. You're going to see him game in and game out being, you know, in, in difficult coverages, being, uh, you know, lining up a corner against some tough receivers. So this is going to be a very, very telling year for him uh, or not corner, excuse me, uh, free safety. What am I talking about? Uh, just lining up in coverage against some pretty strong offenses and seeing what he can do. And this is going to say a lot for him this year. I will say this is a year that I'm going to watch closely to see how he does. Cause you know, when you're into that role and you're starting to get that, you know, game in game out, be the starter, be there for the majority of snaps. It's going to tell a lot about what Andre Cisco or Andre Cisco can do this season and uh, how he's going to be able to move on in the future. Uh, this year is sort of my magnifying year for him. How he does this year will tell me a lot about what I think he can do career-wise, uh, whether it's in Jacksonville or wherever it might be. And let me quickly tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself, Owen, and the audience of one of life's greatest joys. There's a new flavor we're talking about. It's indulgent cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate, and as you know, Built has probably done it again. Uh, let me introduce you to the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. They got a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to Built.com, snag a box for you and the family, or if you're Owen, you just hide those, hoard them for yourself. Uh, you're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just grab a quick bite. Built is the per- perfect protein bar. And they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. Okay. Um, I want to get one more guy off, and then uh, we will say sayonara. But uh, I'm talking Alton Robinson because that's your guy. And I I mean, we got inside info. Oh, here he comes with his cards. Bang. YouTube viewers, uh, audio Alton, listeners, Elton Robinson. Alton's pretty card. good, man. Oh, Tell me I'm excited. You know. I'm excited. You know, he he's a second string guy. He comes in occasionally, uh, and he had a, a very good rookie season. Uh, when he came out, out in 2020, uh, I think four sacks he had, and it just seemed like he came in and you almost knew he was going to make a play because that was sort of – what he was doing, having really, really solid appearances when he was coming in. He played, I think it was, he didn't play every game, but almost every game. Uh, and you just sort of saw, you'd see that number pop up. And you'd be like, oh, okay, keep an eye out on number 98, see what he's doing. And then bang, he found himself in the backfield. He had a really, really good rookie season. Fell off a little bit last year in terms of the sacks. Um, played in every game last year. Uh, started twice, so he he's right on the fringe. Uh, unfortunately, Seattle sucks. Uh, they're going to be terrible, but maybe that means that this is a year that you know Elton finds himself in, in some more spots where he's going to be able to be in the game and grow a little bit. Uh, so I I will keep my eyes out for him. Uh, unfortunately, you know you're not really going to see the 
consistent primetime games that you expect out of Seattle. Uh, you might not even see them this year. Uh, I pray, you know, I'll be a Seattle fan for now. I hope they lose every single game this year. And that has nothing to do with Elton Robinson. I hope he plays an unbelievable season, but they lose every game because Seattle needs to rebuild. And that starts with the first pick. Uh, I'll go off my rant now. So I like Elton a lot. Uh, I think he he can still make a jump, right? He He's done it as a second string guy. I'd love to see him continue to compete, maybe make some moves, get some more snaps. And so that he can, you know, try and find his way into a starting role at some point. Uh, but when I saw Seattle draft him, uh, you know, I was a little bit higher up on Seattle at that point in my life uh, because they were still decent. I thought they were competitive. I was overjoyed seeing Alton Robinson's name get called. Uh, and he really has performed so far for them. Uh, and I, I hope to see it, it continue, really, because he is such, you know, a good guy, good presence, good, you know, force in the backfield. He does what you want him to do. Uh, and to see a guy come in and accept his role. Hey, I'm not going to be in there every snap, but when I'm in there, you're going to want to pay attention to me. I think says a lot about the kind of player he can be. Totally. Um, we didn't get to everybody, but just some of the other names, Sterling Hoffrichter uh, in Miami with Trill Williams, Tristan Jackson is still hanging around the league with the Vikings. Um, I don't know what the heck happened to that guy. Poor guy. I hope he plays well. Um, Zaire Franklin still chipping away there in Indianapolis. He's been good for them for quite a while now. Uh, Riley Dixon punting for the Rams. He's their first uh, guy. Chris Slayton. Chris Slayton. Yeah, he's in uh, Green Bay. That's my guy. Hopefully he gets in the mix there. And then also you've got uh, Jonathan Kingsley in Buffalo. So he's right kind of almost at home. All right. Well, that does it for us today. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. Go get more on the ACC by making Lockdown ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen. That's Lockdown ACC. And we will see you tomorrow.